you're having a great week so far. It's Kat, the host of your Bay Baby and Co. podcast show. Excited because I finally have uploaded um, one of the Boss Babe Coaches episodes on IGTV. So right now you can only see us on um, Instagram, IGTV, but now I'm able to load up all of our um, episodes here on my podcast. So super exciting and glad you can listen to this now when you're driving or, you know, whenever you have some free time, just listen to us on Spotify or iTunes. So in this episode of Not Your Average Love Story, it's my turn to share my personal story on life and love. And the key things to catch here in this episode is um, the tips I talk about when it comes to growth mindset, being aware, having healthy boundaries, in relationships and speaking up and sometimes it takes time and sometimes it takes the worst case situations to actually learn from those situations so definitely excited for you guys to hear this one um for me it was a hard episode because it was me sharing again a personal experience in my life and life story and love and i just hope that you know again this is for those out there that feel like Maybe they're having a hard time speaking up in their own relationship right now or situationship or if they are going through, you know, hard times during a separation or breakup. These are key things that have helped me move forward in my life. So Thank you guys again for all the love and support you have shown on our Boss Babe Coaches Instagram and our personal Instagrams. Um, I also will post the handles on this episode. You can click for all of that info without further await we'll get right into it sorry i could listen to that song all day guys <laughs> welcome welcome everybody to episode three of not your average love story um we are at the Boss Babe Coaches. We just kind of stuck with that name. <laughs> um, and we're so excited for you to be here and hear Kat's story to not your average love story today. She's going to be sharing and I'm so thankful um, for you, Kat. And um, just a little background if you're first tuning in with us. So Noelle and Kat and I met in our life coaching school to become life coaches and we're all certified now. But the fun thing is that as we partnered up, we found we shared a similar vision in um, wanting to help uh, and serve women um, and just share our stories that we find, um, so, well, basically to build community so that people will feel belonging, um, will, you know, not feel <clears throat> stuck by shame and to really step into them, their authentic selves and live a life empowered. And so we're so happy to be just sharing those stories with you guys today. So Kat, I'm going to hand it off to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Um, gosh, where to start? I was just reflecting on when we um, all had class together. And I feel like I was that classmate that was like had a baby in the background, a toddler, like crying, screaming, coming in and out. And then her face would pop in and out. And I feel like that just reminds me of just my whole life after she was born. It's like, <laughs> like mom life and how just crazy and chaotic it is. And it's um, man, it's hard. And it's like to go to school, to grow a business, all these things. It's just, it's tough. Um, 
when I share on my podcast a lot, I talk about the difficult stuff that I try to be as real and authentic as possible that, you know, my intention for this is to share with other women that we all go through hardships, you know, hard times and nothing's perfect. And even what's beautiful about us starting this whole show is like, we're being our authentic self. We're sharing the hard things that most of all, you're not alone. And I can't emphasize that enough because I talk about my journey, you know, if you have tuned into my podcast, I talk about everything I've gone through in even the past year of becoming a new single mom. And even my whole journey, I just went through so many transitions from like, you know, my 20s to 30s, I'm 35 now, but like the heartbreaks in the relationships and how much I've learned, um, I mean, so much. And we each are, that's what we're doing here. We're sharing those hard parts, how we got through it and those experiences and hope it resonates with someone out there that they don't feel alone, that yeah, it's tough, life is tough, but you can get back up and you can go achieve whatever you want, your dreams, your goals, no matter how big or small, like I preach that so much, like, you know, the empowerment stuff, the growth mindset stuff, because um, man, I just believe so much that each of us are born with this, some skill set or some, I say superpower because I'm a huge nerd. I'm like into comic book superheroes. And those of you that know me, like I have Wonder Woman, you know, all the time on my mind, my costumes, all that stuff. I have, I have superhero capes in my closet, guys. Um, <laughs> but I just believe that each of us have our own superpowers that we are born with that um, will definitely, you know, sometimes we don't realize they're there and you need someone to just kind of show you and be like, hey, you know what, you have these unique skill sets and you are born beautiful and amazing. And sometimes we get lost during this journey in life and we get stuck and you just need someone, whether it's a coach or healing or therapy or a friend or family to kind of nudge you. And I love being that person, you know? Um, I love being that person to empower, to inspire. And like with my friends and family, um, I swear I've, I've changed in my entrepreneur life. Like my friends that know me, they're like, God, she's always trying to start a business or go back to school or something. And my cultural upbringing would say, yeah, but are you making over six figures? Does this make you successful? Like, where does this show like on, you know, are you making this much money? And for those of us in this new generation of like, Filipino Americans, there's a lot of pressure of like, what is successful in your eyes? And I'm here to tell you after everything I've gone through, I'm still learning. And at the end of the day, for me, I'm like, it's happiness. Create the life you love. And um, hopefully, you know, you bring your loved ones with you, whatever, you know, it is to hope inspire and empower them too, and bring them that, on that journey with you. Um, so as I go in and tell my story, <laughs> anyways, um, my personal experiences with like friends and family, I talk a lot also about the cultural upbringing. I grew up um, with two military Navy parents. A strict upbringing curfew was really you know like you had to be home but before nine eight o'clock at night and me and my sister are three years apart um so for me I'm like god really like I just I couldn't have any fun basically I was like I had to be home right away and I'm like I can't go anywhere um what I realized is that 
um, in a Filipino American culture and probably in a lot of other cultures, there is just so much pressure and stress on who you should be, who you should become, how much money you should ma make. And again, I just go back to, but are you happy? And I know maybe for a lot of us, we're like, but happiness doesn't pay the bills, Kat. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I preached so much about mental health awareness that like, how well can you do your job or do anything in life when you are feeling broken and hurt and having so much pain inside? So I like to say, please like focus on your happiness, take care of yourself. Um, when it comes to you know mental health, I absolutely believe in therapy and healing, um, taking care of yourself, mind, body, spirit. And so for other parents out there, I, I majorly stress like, hey, please focus on the inner work. Because if not for yourself, and if you have kids, um, your kids are looking up to you and they're gonna see how you show up. And with all the emotions, like, yeah, you're not perfect. We're gonna break down, but they're gonna see how you rise, how you get back up. And that's so important. Um, anyways, fast forward to like the past year, you know, my daughter's two and a half now, um, but the past year I have become a single parent and, you know, in that relationship, we were together for maybe four or five years. And full disclosure, I, I've said this before on my podcast, like, hey, I'm going to share you my story. And this is my personal experience. And um, for anyone that has questions for how, you know, um, my, my ex-spouse handled the situation, feel free to contact him. <laughs> you know, ask him those questions, have him tell his story. But I'm going to speak my, my truth today. And what happened in my, you know, situation. Um, so, you know, in our relationship, we basically got together, like partying, you know, having fun. I was new to the Bay Area. Um, we had a lot of fun together. And, you know, that had manifested really into like when you're having fun, we partied, we went out and, you know, we had our daughter. <laughs> and so very unplanned, you know, again, being in like a strict Filipino upbringing, but it's not like you know, I didn't have her like when I was in high school, which is like, you know, to my, to our family would have been like, oh, you're so young, but I did have her later in life, but we also weren't married. So we never got married. Um, and so, you know, in that relationship, we really just, we didn't plan. We didn't plan to have her and we had her and absolutely we don't regret it. Of course, we love her to death. But what I saw very quickly is that we both in that relationship, we had so much growing to do and so much inner work to do. And by that, what do I mean? Um, the healing, the growth of either past things from our childhood that's showing up in our relationships, showing up as a pattern in all our relationships. Um, when it comes to, to healing, I ultimately, like I said, I believe in therapy. And sometimes we don't realize that we need therapy. But where we will know is like there's triggers and red flags that show up through our life. And I swear in so many patterns in my relationships, I've had like maybe two big, like major relationships in my life. I saw that I was insecure, you know, that I was jealous, that I was, you know, definitely very emotional. I didn't know how to handle my, my emotions. I was very reactive, um, which means to me, I'm like, hey, I have work to do. You know, I need to do personal development. I need to heal because, you know, I feel like I am insecure that um, I, I feel like I'm still finding myself. I'm still figuring it out. 
And so how does that show up in a relationship? Well, with me and my daughter's dad, when two people are like clearly need to do their own independent work, and then on top of that are not willing to work at the relationship together. So I personally, from what I saw in that relationship was we each were not doing the work that we should. You know, uh, we were not showing up for each other. And it's like, if you really wanted the relationship to work, you would make it work. There are no excuses. And you would both do the work, whether it's therapy, counseling, seek help, you know, a relationship coach. And when I say that, I have, you know, some friends that might be like, ah, Kat, I'm not sure. I Like, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to go see a therapist or counselor or coach. But guys, these are specialists. They're there to help you. And I feel like if you were in a relationship where you were like, damn, I really want this to work, you would go out and do that. Um, so yeah, it's just like, that basically turned into our relationship, I would say spiraling. It was spiraling. And to the point where, you know, there was no connection anymore. Like we were not, um, you would just feel it, you know? Um, how else do you explain that? Like, I've had questions of like, how do you know when it's over? it's like, you just, you just know, um, you know, this person, the greatest question I was asked like many years ago by a friend of mine, when I was in my dating in my twenties, he had said, he asked me about this person I was dating. And he said, does this person enhance your life? Right. And I was like, that was mind blowing to me, enhance my life. Like, what does that mean? We're just like having fun. I think I like him, but now that I'm older and I have a daughter, I'm like, what does that mean? What does that feel like? And so with, you know, my last relationship with, you know, my daughter's dad, I don't feel like we each were enhancing our lives. It was just not there. You know, um, we were arguing all the time and it was like, what are you even arguing about? You know, you were not really digging deep of what the, what the small fights were that turned in, into really big fights. And at the very end, it was, you know, unfortunately like infidelity, you know, and the, the lying about it. So, um, you know, I hesitate to bring that forward, but I'm saying this, why? Because there might be other women, you know, or in whatever situation or relationship that feels like they can't talk about it. But I'm telling you, you know, the more you bring out your truth, your pain, your vulnerability, I swear, like you will grow from it. It is painful to speak the truth, but damn, it is so important in growth. You know, um, when you show up authentically for yourself, that means the good parts, the bad parts, the ugly, you know, the dark, the beautiful, all of that is so important. And that's how I knew that I had, I had growing to do, you know, he had some growing to do. Um, and even as I say that now, if you want to ask him, go ask him because <laughs> I, maybe some friends are like, Hey, Kat, did you just speak for him? No. <laughs> um, but just like, you know, uh, I knew that I needed, you know, to do the work. And I knew that um, I was not pursuing the goals and dreams that I wanted to. And how I knew is the things that I was, I was so damn passionate about. I used to love to paint. I used to love it. And that made me so happy. And when I got in that relationship, not that it was his fault, I stopped doing things that I love. That is, um, man, and how did I know that? I didn't paint a damn thing for the years we were together. And when I, we finally had, I left that relationship, you know, and my daughter and I had moved. I remember picking up, you know, watercolor. I'd never done it before. And I just started painting and I broke down crying. 
Um, and it was because I had missed that part of me that felt like you were passionate, that love of life all over again. I had missed that. And I knew that that relationship was not going to get me there. And, you know, I needed to work on myself. I needed to, you know, seek therapy, which him and I tried to do therapy together. We, we really did. And there was still outside of that. We're like, no, that it wasn't working and there needs to be work, you know, work to be done. Um, what else happens in, in co-parenting? Well, the last year of co-parenting was really rough. Um, I mean, let me just say, I'm like, God, where do, the list goes on. When you are um, a parent with, you know, your spouse, or you're married to them or whatever, and you have a kid together, it's like you feel like you you basically marry into that family. And all the cultural like things, like traditions, whatever that they have, how they grew up, it shows up in your parenting, on the same on my end, it show up, and then it shows up in your children. Um, for me, I'm like, shit, I'm gonna be honest right now. I, ha I saw red flags. And the red flags for me is like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, how do I want to raise my daughter, you know, the best I can. And I'm always a student, always learning. I want to raise her to be aware, emotionally intelligent, you know, to show up for herself honestly and to be vulnerable, to be real and for her to be able to trust me. And it's really hard when you raise a kid with someone and the values are like maybe aligned at some things and then and then not. Um, I feel like there were a lot of pressures and things that I was absolutely not okay with um, on how to raise her. And it was really hard to speak up because, you know, in the in our culture, it's like it might be seen as disrespectful. When you talk to either a mother-in-law or another, you know, your spouse's family, it's like how you talk and present yourself. It could be a very sensitive topic. And then all of a sudden the families are butting heads. It's, it really feels like you marry both families when you have a kid together. It is so ingrained. Um, so what will I say moving forward? Um, speak up. <laughs> like from now on, you know, any relationship that I know from this point forward, you know, we're gonna have the hard conversations on how we wanna raise our kid together, how we wanna show up. You know, what do we, what would we ideally like this may be routine to look like, even though it's not perfect, you know, um, communicate guys. Like I say that so much in my podcast, like it's so damn important to communicate, especially if you're raising a child together, um, which him and I, our communication was shit, was really terrible, you know, it was bad. And, um, when we would be vulnerable with each other and tell us like, you know, when there was issues coming up, it was, we were, we were clearly um, there were triggers there and the way we were presenting itself to each other, no one was listening, you know, and you're basically bickering and just fighting and it's ugly. And you don't want to, you don't also want your kids to see you that way. And by that way, I mean, unhappy, you know, and it's like the thing that I was told that I'm going to say straight up, that was not okay. Was that I don't believe you should stay together for your kid. If you are unhappy, if you are miserable, to stay together, you know, um, and to, and your kid to see how unhappy you are, that you're not pursuing what you want to in your life, that you're not being, you know, fulfilling those things, whatever your purpose, your happiness, it completely shows up in the relationship and it, 
and it shows up as a parent over and over. And, and not only that, these things all show up as patterns in your other relationships, like any of those triggers, those things that you're not working on, that you're not healing from, it for sure shows up in all those relationships next. If you just keep covering it up, you know, like you went through pain in your past, your childhood, whatever traumas you're going through, it carries on to your future. It carries on to your next relationship. It carries on to your children. And, you know, it might be really hard to hear that, but if you want to analyze and like really go back and think, is that me? Think about just your daily routine with your kid, your spouse. How are you triggered? What's really happening there as you dig down? Um, these are things I absolutely believe we should heal from. And when we show up like that, our kids can really look up to us and be like, damn, you know, they did the work, they did the healing. And they know that when they fall, when they go through it, that they can get back up and do it too, that they can also be happy. And we want our children to be happy. Um, you know, and that's really important. So yeah, in that relationship, I was like, I felt like I did speak up. There are, there are moments where you know, God, you don't, you not only marry, you know, your spouse's friends, you marry also their friends and family. So friends of them, coworkers, family, especially depending on, you know, what culture you're, you're in and also how important those people are to that person. Um, I'm like trying to think of an, see, I'm even filtering in my head. I'm like, why am I even doing that? Um, we're speaking truth today. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, I remember there, there were events where I had spoken up in front of like, you know, this person and their friends in this relationship. And it might, it might have looked really ugly to like, you know, their friends, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I spoke again, my truth on what I feel like is right and how you should approach people, how you should talk to people. Um, creating healthy boundaries is so important in relationships. So it is important to bring that up. <laughs> so yeah, as we move forward, all these things I, I acknowledge now and I'm aware and I'm still working on myself. So as I enter other relationships, these are things that I look for. You know, is the other person going to do the work with me? Are we going to do the work together and know that it's not going to be perfect? It's going to be hard work. Um, and of course, absolutely, does this person love unconditionally my daughter, like they're their own, you know, that they're, they're of course, not try, trying to replace, you know, her father at any way, but that they love her and they show up for her in all these ways, that they do the healing, that they do the work. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so when it came to the relationship part, again, the healthy boundaries, um, looking at red flags is a big thing. Look out for those in your relationships, non-negotiables. Non <laughs> like these are things that, hey, it's like, this is gonna work or it's not. Uh, I have, I remember like talking to other girlfriends cause I do relationship coaching too. And they're like, well, maybe it's okay that, you know, he or she does this. It's okay if he or she does that, then maybe it means this. It's like, no, let's actually call it what it is. It's not working, <laughs> you know? And, and um, how do you really feel like in this relationship? Like, again, does this person enhance your life? Like, are you really happy? So that's what I've learned so far. You know, definitely not your average love story. I arrived back to San Diego, my hometown. You know, me and my daughter, we had 
two small luggages, packed of dirty laundry, starting our lives over, left my job, left my friends, you know, all of that. Love, I love my friends and family in the Bay, but it was time like we had to go. And, you know, I made that decision the best I could. Not saying it was easy, absolutely not, you know. Um, you know, so Harley's dad and I are so many miles apart, like co-parenting long distance. I'm like, how the heck do you even do that? You know, um, it is about communication. And even through that, you are going to go through a lot of tests, like how you show up on FaceTime, how you show up through text. And, you know, it, like I said, it shows up how you are working hard on yourself. It will show up in your communication as a co-parent, as a parent. Are you guys talking even from afar? Like, hey, how is my daughter doing? You know, um, how's her school doing? How's her preschool doing? All these things I feel like are important me you know moving forward um and like how how hard are you willing to work to be in your child's life because yeah she may be only two and a half now but she's smart these kids are so damn smart and that's the thing that the takeaway is like I've heard like sometimes we forget like oh they're young they're gonna forget like it like again they're really smart they can feel when you're sad when you're lonely and going through it and um, do you show up wholeheartedly with your emotions? And do you get, how do you get through them? And so me, I try to show up the best I can as a co-parent. I try to communicate the best I can. And I know I'm doing my part moving forward for my daughter that you know she's safe, sound, protected, loved. She's getting the best education, all these things, um, raising her, you know, uh, the best I can when it comes to emotion, being emotional intelligence. I, I love um, learning about that. It's so important. So yeah, that's where we are so far in uh, the past year, just or even the past few months. Like shit, like um, it's been a year since I moved and um, became certified life coach, building building my business now officially a business owner um, LLC, which was just a few days ago, which I shared with the girls. Really big deal uh, to have your business license. I have like goosebumps. Um, so just keep working on that, building my own business, be being a boss babe coach with these two amazing ladies. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we are today. And now we're gonna pass it over to you guys. We're gonna do a bit of Q and A. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. So much, so much great material, you know, <laughs> change and transformation and so many different facets and things that affect all of us mm -hmm. in some way at some time you know I want to go back to I want to ask you about um you talking about your own self-awareness back in your relationship you know you um a lot of times in relationships when we get triggered and we're suffering and we're feeling reactive you know based on what somebody else is doing sometimes it's hard to shift the awareness to ourselves and we blame the other yeah. person you know what I mean? But something happened within you to where you were able to shift that lens back to yourself and realize, hey, you know, I have some work that I need to do. And that's a huge shift to occur because sometimes it just doesn't happen, you know, and then that shift set you on a journey to realizing, okay, we have a lot to work on in our relationship. Both of us have work to do. Was there a moment that you can pinpoint where that shift occurred for you? Or did it happen gradually over a period of time? Oh, How did you get that self-awareness? How were you, were you able to turn that lens on yourself? 
Oh man, yeah. It definitely was gradually over time. And for me, um, I feel like I was always either dating or in a relationship. And I'm like, why is that? Like, can I not be alone? You know, like what what's going on there? So, you know, I, I, re I was reflecting on that, especially in this last relationship. Um, I felt like I was sacrificing so much for this relationship. I'm sure he could say the same. I I'm going to honor that, you know, and um, the awareness showed up. I would say the emptiness of how happy are you? And are you pursuing your passions? Um, when I, when I talked about growing my business and, um, you know, this other person, you know, was like in or out or like, were they on board with me? I'm like, why am I so concerned about this person being on the journey with me? Um, that was a really big thing. So when, I, as I was digging deep with digging down deep with that and why I was triggered in that way, that made me feel like, okay, um, is it the feeling that I, I have to be loved or with someone to pursue something? And I'm like, that doesn't seem right to me anyway. You know, um, I wanted to love myself. I'm like, shit, I don't even know how to say that. Like love myself wholeheartedly by myself, you know, and pursue those passions regardless whether I'm with someone or not is important. So then that awareness turned into, why can't I do that? Like, what is it that I really need to work on? I'm like, well, I really need to work on loving myself as a person on my own. Like loving myself and what does that mean? Like as an artist, as a writer, as a you know, future business owner and to work on that. And the more you work on yourself and you're more aware, you notice that your relationships start to either they're going to come with you and they're going to look great or they're going to be like starting to look a little like this doesn't feel right for me anymore. And you're going to outgrow the people around you, whether it's, you know, friends or people you love. Um, and so, yeah, that's when the awareness started to shift. And I'm like, God, I need to do something about this. Like, I'm unhappy. I don't feel like a whole person. Um, and I want to show up for my daughter what do I need to do? Like, I need to do something like now. And yeah, and I was like, like, I, like, I chose to, again, get out of that relationship and work on myself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like noticing that pattern in your own mm -hmm. relationships. And that kind of brings awareness of like, why do I keep and then getting curious with yourself? Yeah, probably helpful. Um, you know, and uh, one thing that keeps coming to mind is John Kim often uses the phrasing like true love starts once you swim past the breakers. Mm -hmm. And I love that mm -hmm. analogy because it's like, it, it's, I find that it's so true until you start hitting challenges. That's when you, your relationship is oh, yeah. made or, or it doesn't stay. And um, I love what you said about like identifying non-negotiables and things like that. I think that we're really hard on ourselves because I think yeah. in one sense, we need relationships and that experience to start to uncover what those non-negotiables are. But, mm -hmm. you know, we can't know that until we've had some experience. But yeah. um, I think what's interesting is in each of our stories, 
we've all we all kind of got into a relationship where it was just like all the good feels all the fun stuff yeah. all the, the things that we're supposed to do but I certainly didn't have that conversation with my ex-husband about like mm-hmm. what are your values what do you think about re-? like all those important conversations yeah. so I wonder like how has that how has that changed for you over your time and your experiences and relationships and how how would you coach somebody now to like think about their non-negotiables and Mm -hmm. the things that are of value to them and going forward in a relationship. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, I mean, I love what you said. Be curious of those things. Um, Play with those things, you know, like what is it really that makes you happy and whole, you know, and does this person enhance your life or do these hobbies or um, passions enhance your life and work towards those things? And speak your truth along the way is so important because you do feel that like the more you work on yourself, the more you heal and um, go after things that really make you happy and you're passionate about that bring you joy and happiness. I swear, like you can feel that. And then you start to attract, you know, it's the law of attraction. You start to attract those kind of relationships and people around you, all the right and amazing people you know? Um, yeah. So how would I coach someone through that? Yeah, definitely that. I would start out with play, be curious, you know, try things out. You know, if you want to date, you know, like date, date certain people, then do that, see what you like and don't like. If there are red flags that come up, remember that. (laughs) And I will always say, speak up, speak your truth, because the last thing I, I would, want for anyone is to go through either a relationship or through their life and just feel like either they are alone, um, unhappy, not heard is a really big thing. Um, and I swear you feel so much better when you, when you speak up on what you want, what you need, what you love, even if you're in a relationship right now, I would say do that still right now is so important because I swear I've heard some girlfriends say like, well, you know, whoever I'm dating, he should just know. I hate that. I'm like, girl, like, does he have superpowers that we're not aware of? Like, they can't read your mind. You need to say, (laughs) like, what you want, what you feel, and lead with that. Because then you are being true and upfront to your wholehearted self. And you're like, how can you knock that? You're like, hey, I was, I was who I am from the beginning. I told you what I love, what I'm passionate about what kind of like, you know, what I like to do. And then you find out even faster, I will tell you, then when you're dating or, you know, finding yourself, you'll find what you like, don't like. And, you know, time's not wasted. (laughs) And you get to move on and move forward and keep growing. (laughs) No, I mean, you're so right. We cannot expect the people to be mind readers. Sometimes, like from our perspective, we think, well, that should be obvious. Anyone would feel that way. So he or she, no, but that's not we have so many different perspectives so much different life experience mm-hmm. communication 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 that's the oh yeah I mean a hundred percent but one thing I wanted to ask you Kat um you know obviously you have really embarked on this healing journey and you are <laughs> you are living it you are leading other people what do you think um were some of the most helpful things that you did on your healing journey to get you to this point? What are oh, some yeah. of the things that helped you the most? 
you think? <sighs> I'm a hardcore mental health awareness advocate. And I, I preach this so much because, um, you know, again, growing up like in a Filipino American family and not that there's anything wrong with what my parents did or how they raised us, they did the best they could with what they were given. Um, but, you know, of course, becoming a parent now, you take what you like and don't like and you, you know, you bring that down into your, you know, your, your children. And so the biggest thing that I feel like a lot of us were raised is that healing and growth, you know, um, what does that even look like? Therapy, when you, when I, when I say the word therapy, um, I have friends even till now are like, I'm not crazy. I don't need therapy. You know, um, I don't need, I don't need to get help. You know, maybe that's only for people that are like have major depression or major, like, you know, need like psych evaluations. But the biggest thing is doing the healing work. Um, like I said, because I'm reflecting right now, like what was like all the things that I was triggered, what did I feel? Anger, pain, you know, um, anxiety, stressors. Um, how do you get through that? And how do you know how to get through that? Seek a specialist, <laughs> you know? And that's really hard for a, a lot of us to be like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. And I feel, but to show up for yourself means to do the healing work. And it means hopefully having the resources, which is what we're trying to do here, whether it's therapy, whether it's counseling, whether it's coaching, um, that's part of the inner work and healing. And I would say throughout everything that I've done, that was the biggest takeaway is when I actually went into therapy, especially after this last relationship, becoming a single parent, um, I swear, like I've healed so much faster, all the things that were triggering me and that were showing up in all my relationships in the past, whether it was romantically or even with my friends and family, the things that I felt triggered or angry or had anxiety about, even in the workplace, those are things to be addressed because again, they show up if you're, even if you're not a parent, they will show up in patterns in other ways. They will show up in your next workplace. They will show up in your, you know, when you, with your friends in those kind of relationships. Um, and that sometimes can get really ugly. And that can turn into so many different things, like the feeling of um, feeling alone and empty and not heard and going into depression, you know, it's just like, again, I can't emphasize that anymore that please like seek help, get help. Hopefully you find a friend or family member that you feel safe enough to share these things, you know, a coach, therapist, um, whatever the healing is because that'll help you bring balance to do better. Like, you know, mind, body, spirit, heal, you know, do that kind of work. And for me, again, it's like the healing, counseling, therapy, um, coaching. These are people that specialize in these things. You know, you like, you go to a doctor, oh, COVID, you know, you, where, you know when you're paranoid, you feel sick, you go and do these things, but why? And I get it, like, it's hard to grasp because even till now, like, to, oh, if you're feeling something, you know, wrong, anxiety, the stressors to go see a therapist, what, that's why we're trying to bring this to light more. Like how important with all the stuff happening right now in the world, like, you know, we won't get so into that, but like, there's a lot of shit happening in the world. So what, how can we do our part? Seek help, counseling, therapy, work on your mental health to balance.
um, in your life. If not for you, do it for your kids, do it for your family. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it is funny that there, to me, it's funny that there's still such a negative stigma that comes with yeah. seeking help, but it's this, it's this belief in our culture and probably yeah. many cultures like, you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of mentality. Yep. And it's, it's just not always the case. And really therapy coaching, it's just a set of tools. It's just a set mm -hmm. of tools to get you to a better headspace. And like you said, mm -hmm. getting through things faster. Um, I absolutely like had a moment of like deep connection with you when you were talking <laughs> about, when you were talking about how you noticed that creative painter side of you just totally fell off the face of the, the earth. That piece of you was yeah. missing. And, and I just got out of a, what I thought was the healthiest relationship I've yet been in, happy relationship, only to discover if I'm being honest with myself that I still faded. I still allowed myself to fade. Mm -hmm. And so I've you know, been working on that too, but I just, I think the advice of like, pay attention, like in another way to get curious is pay attention to those things. Cause I've heard so many women say they come out of a, a relationship. They're like, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that breaks my heart, but I so get it. So um, I think, well, I just, I just loved that point. Um, and what was my next question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have like, <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to say one more thing about like uh, the, how you said, um, don't stay together for the kids, for the sake of the kids. I loved that point. Um, and I, um, they are just so intelligent and so aware of everything. I remember I had one fight with my ex while we were going through the divorce process where we actually raised our voices. We weren't very loud fighters ever. Mm -hmm. And my two-year-old son at the time, three-year-old son was in the bathroom at that moment. And he, I went in to go help him. And first thing out of his mouth was, are you mad at me, mommy? <laughs> Did I do something? And it's like, they just, I like, there is, they are picking up on all that stuff. And there is like, there is a, a point of being like sensitive to them, but like, they see it, they see it, they get it. And, um, and it, I think there's a lot of shame that kind of oh, spins yeah. around that. And like, people think you're breaking the family, but the minute you, there's like a urgency that come, you realize like, it's, this is not serving my children. This is not serving me. Let's all get to a healthier place. And so it, it doesn't have, like, I, I think we've all kind of come to the other side where it's not buried in shame. Um, and so anyways, I just, I love that advice because I think there is again, an old mentality that's like, you've got to have this family unit, but it doesn't, it just doesn't always work that way. And that that's okay. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable too with us about all this stuff. <laughs> it's very true. You know, that is one of those issues that gets us stuck. You know, I feel like so many people yeah. find in that situation and they feel that way for a variety of reasons. And there are a lot of things that make us feel stuck. Um, so kind of in that vein though, Kat, okay. You know, you're a women's empowerment coach. You know, what advice do you have to women um, who maybe want to get unstuck that are in this place of like thoughts and ideas and desires? How do we move that to action? How do we get rid of that pause button that we always push at the last minute and we stay. 
you know, what's yeah. something to recommend to, to move into action there? I'm like, um, at boss babe coaches, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> um, you know, coaching for sure, you know, because that's, that's what we do. Like we help you get unstuck, like to move forward. Um, if you're not ready for a coach again, like do like be curious, remember things. What's a fun one is I've told a client, like, do you remember like when you were younger and you would dream big? What were the things that made you happy and fun? You know, um, was it painting? Was it art? Was it dancing? Um, go back to the things that like you remember were fun and made you happy and look into that again. And if you're not sure, like play and, you know, and see what that really is. And if you're stuck again, like even me, I'm like looking back, I'm like, what could I have done? Because if you feel like you, you know, there's not a friend or a family member that you can really, that can really help you. What can you do? Um, now I know that if it, I was like, I wish I had a coach back then that I could have been like, Hey, how do I um, get unstuck and like really pursue whatever it is I want? Or even if I don't know what I want to do, like a coach can help you um, come up with some fun, like tips and tools, some fun strategies to like help you figure out what is it that you really like? Um, I had a girlfriend that messaged me the other day and she was like, Kat, I feel very just vanilla. Like my life feels very like plain and it's like, there's not really anything exciting, you know, and she's a mom. And I was like, not at all. You are, you know, sherbet with uh, sprinkles. <laughs> like not vanilla ice cream. Like comparing yourself to just vanilla ice cream. And I'm like, no, you know, and I was like telling her like, dude, you, um, you know, again, I like to highlight people's like um, superpowers. And they're like, you know, what I see like within five minutes, like the littlest things that, you know, um, I see that make them beautiful because we each have something in us that makes us so unique and so amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely the coaching thing. Um, seek some, hopefully a friend or family that maybe can walk us through that. Um, but also, as I say that, when you think of a friend or family that you wanna ask advice, guidance, whatever, always think, do I wanna be also where this person is in their life? Like, how are they showing up for themselves are they, you know, pursuing their dreams? Are they in the best relationship? You know, how do they handle like the challenges? Like, that's how I would figure out also who to ask um, and, and determine if that's something that they can really help me with. Because a lot of the times, yeah, we'll go and ask our friends like, hey, how do I get unstuck? How do I move forward? But sometimes those aren't also the best choices. <laughs> not, not gonna knock my friends, like they're amazing, but like, <laughs> maybe they're good for like going out to like you know have fun and like you know do like the, the cute like you know get our nails done or whatever but when it comes to like the personal stuff that's like I want to pursue something you know or I want to be a better parent you know all those things um now I know like seek a coach <laughs> if you yeah. can <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure <laughs> I've got one thing that I want to know, and I have to ask you this. You know, you talked about looking at the superpowers and other people. What is oh, yeah. your number one superpower? Oh, your number one. Oh man. Um, so like when I had um, my own apartment in in Los Angeles, um, I loved like when when friends would come to visit me, and 
And this was before I was, I, I was a certified yoga teacher before I was pursuing like anything like, you know, art, writing. Uh, my friends would come over and they would be like, they would, you know, be having a really crappy day, you know, whether it was a breakup or whatever. And they would come over to my apartment at like all hours of the night, I would get, you know, like crying or going through something and they would show up on my doorstep. And this has happened so many times in my twenties and thirties, wherever I was, I was like, Hey, come over. I got you. They would come over and I would make breakfast for them. I would like light a candle, you know, not like it's romantic, but it was like clearing <laughs> like this, you know, <laughs> clearing the vibe. I would play music, you know, I would have my artwork up on the walls. And the first thing I would hear from all of them is like, they would feel like this huge relief. Like I create this kind of vibe for people around me. I want them to, again, feel like they are heard most of all that, you know, if they want to vent out, they want someone to talk to. Um, I'm that person, I, I create that safe space and I create the vibe, you know, depending which friend it was, I would play like this kind of music. I would, I would make this kind of food, you know? And so it was like, when they would be posting pictures, they're like, dude, like, I guess Cat's Place was where it was at. Like, I made it very comfortable for them. And it's funny as I see that now, because it does show up when I was a yoga teacher in my writing, and it shows up very much as I'm a coach now, you know, because I am so passionate about helping other people in that way, like whether it's finding themselves or, you know, um, trying to get through something when they feel stuck, mm -hmm. um, just creating a good vibe. <laughs> I, I totally see that. <laughs> I mean, I think you do that with us through this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have one more question too, um, because I think another important thing you said, um, which I resonated with, was how painful it can be to speak the truth because it's so uncomfortable and scary. Um, but you noted, like, the more that you do that, the more you're like yeah. actually finding connection and. And, and freedom, um, but I wonder two things, um, like how has stepping into that and speaking your truth like changed your life? And do you yeah. find that it's getting easier to do that the more that you do that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, times a million for sure. Like, you know, especially in this last relationship, the things that made me uncomfortable, the red flags, you know, things when other family members would step in and say things or other friends you know, um, that we had would say things. Um, what would that feel like if I didn't say anything? I would feel awful, you know? And it's like, you go back and it's like, you know, you replay it later and later, like, oh, I should have said this. I could have said this. And, and that feels shitty. It feels shitty. And it's like, so the more I spoke up and I let that out on how I was really feeling, um, yeah, it can make other people very uncomfortable. And it can be very stressful at times. And I guess I, I know that's where the fear comes from when we speak our truth. But I but I absolutely believe that as you do that, the more and more, it's like you're clearing and cleansing, you know, your soul. <laughs> it sounds silly, but like you're finding more of who you are when you speak up and speak your truth. You're being honest with yourself and your feelings, what you want, what you don't like, those healthy boundaries. And you're like, damn. I don't deserve this. I deserve to be treated better. Um, whether it's a relationship or with friends or, you know, whatever. And I swear, it just feels so good. 
you like get to know yourself more. And I feel like that's a huge hug to yourself and you are loving yourself that way, you know, because you're being your authentic self, you're being real. So yeah. Perfect description, a hug to yourself. It is. Exactly. Um, Noelle, did you have other questions? I don't want to, you know what? I think yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah. No, I mean, like, I wrote down, like, tons of questions. Yeah, this is great. This is great, ladies. I love it. I'm like, bring it. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, I'm just curious to know, like, a little bit more about your health routines, your wellness routines, you know, it's like on Instagram, like, if you follow Kat on Instagram, you'll see her, like, kickboxing sometimes, and she's making some <laughs> a little bit more about that aspect of your life because I'm a huge proponent um you know of being well-rounded in that sense it makes such a big difference in your life and your brain chemistry and everything so yeah a little bit more about what you do in that realm oh man I um oh yeah (laughs) I got into boxing which was what last year and I think many many years before that I was um I did kickboxing I did a little bit of boxing um, you know, I was a certified yoga, Hatha yoga instructor. Um, so yeah, it's just, it was a really good balance to do yoga. It was like peaceful. And then you do like the physical, like hard stuff, which was in boxing, you get a lot of everything out there. And, um, boxing is not just cause you're angry. God, I have friends that are like, <laughs> Oh yeah. They're like, whose face are you picturing today? I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> like not today but yes um but a lot of emotions come out when you're doing like that physical work um you know um the fitness stuff and it's also another good way to take care of yourself you know and how does that show up um shit I'm like I don't know the chemistry of that but (laughs) you just feel good the more you take care of yourself you know I try to eat as clean as possible um uh what does that look like daily I actually do like a 13 to 15 to 18 hour fast daily so at night I stop eating um a certain time and then the next day I won't eat till a certain time and then I do like a really clean coffee in the morning I try to add a lot of like greens fruits vegetables Um, And my daughter, she loves doing the healthy shakes with me. Um, It's so cute. Like she'll wake up and she won't ask for, you know, other junk food. She'll ask for like a healthy shake, which has like a banana. It has like um, some protein in there. It's it's really good stuff. Um, And that's been a really good routine that we both have together. We like to go on walks together. And I just got her a scooter recently. And it was so cute because I was like, dang, she like, she got on it and she like was like pushing away. So crazy uh so it's really good it's really good to I'm like reminding myself right now to have like a clear headspace you know because right now especially we're cooped up indoors and we're just so like nine to five at our computer and you know we have kids running around or not kids it's still really stressful like with this whole pandemic so balance out completely by taking a walk like really simple just start with that you know, once a day to do that simple walk, a break or stretch out, like I'm definitely going to stretch out after this. Um, (laughs) It's really important, like mind, body, spirit, yeah, to do like the healthiest things possible and eating clean as possible. Um, But it's okay to have like, you know, what you love, (laughs) of course, donut, ice cream, (laughs) 
you always post the best food on your also I feel like I need all your recipes for your healthy uh shape. oh yeah yeah definitely oh yeah yeah no I'm sure. impressed that your daughter actually wants to drink it like my oh yeah be like mine that I make sometimes and he'll be like oh yeah I think that looks good and I'll, I'll sell <laughs> some and he'll be like I'm not hungry for this yeah <laughs> and that's the end of it yeah he will. oh gosh and I love how kids decide what they're hungry for and what they're not. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a balance. Sometimes I just, I think I've shared on my post that like, I'll just eat the scraps left over on their plate. Oh just, yeah. Like, just kind of <laughs> yeah. It is, and that's okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, you definitely have to do that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like last night we ordered some food cause it was Friday night and I got home from work kind of late. I'm like, okay, I don't want to cook and everything. And I got my youngest son a cheeseburger and some fries yeah. and they didn't send the food and for him, they sent some salad instead, which he was not going to eat. They didn't send your food. Like, what can I make? And he was like, I just want a bagel and some eggs. Like he didn't care. He was like, yeah. like you never can tell like what they're going to flip out about and you know what they're doing. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like they're healthy one day and then the next day, like I swear, like all she'll eat is like rice i'm like oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> like girl you are so asian she goes through the phases i was like literally like this past few weeks it's been plain rice i'm like what are you what's going on here and then it's broccoli so I'm like you know okay. and broccoli with nothing so i was like okay well it's, it's an okay balance we're working at it <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's good. <laughs> oh man. Can't How we on? So many. Man, I think we're kind of getting to the end. Yeah. Of our oh my God, we on time. So, um, is there is there anything else you want to say um, before we kind of close up your story? Before we um, gosh, I'm just really grateful for you both. Like I. I've said that over and over. I'm so happy that we're building this together and um, it's really fun and amazing. And for, you know, our audience out there, like, again, like um, it's not perfect. And you're going to watch us do this whole journey, like from, this is just the beginning. And hopefully like, I, I think we're not doing so, like, we're okay. We're okay. We're not doing that bad. <laughs> we're doing it. That's all, you know, the first step is just doing it. So yeah. Show up. So here we are. <laughs> So it's cool because then as coaches, then it's like, Hey, we're like, again, we're keeping it real. Like we're not perfect and we're showing up for you guys. Like, and if there's anything from, you know, our audience that's watching this, that feels stuck or going through something. And maybe if it's not one of us as your coach, then reach out and maybe we can refer you to someone that can, you know, be a better coach for you or better fit for you. And that's okay. Or if it's anything we talked about in any of our episodes, um, we can refer you or resource you the best we can and just try to give you all the best tools we can. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So to connect with all of us, you can find mm -hmm. us all on Instagram. Kat is under Bay Baby and Co. Noelle is under The Fight Decides to Rise. And I'm under Break Free with Ray Lee. And also please um, follow us, the three of us. We have a page called Boss Babe Coaches. We just started. So you're going to find all the episodes there. Plus our, our, what do we call them? Like our 
the ones where we recap our recap episode. Yeah, our follow up. One of ourselves in this one for something. <laughs> Please, uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope that this connected with you in some way. And if, uh, if you know of somebody who's going through a similar situation and they could benefit from it, please share that we mm-hmm. are here to serve and love on you guys. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs>